It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, May 5th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Hey, Shauna. Hi. Sorry, I was finishing my protein bar. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the week, Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. It this sure point is. in the week, we are already in weekend mode, aren't we? Yep. Uh, yeah, the brain goes dead, and it's been beautiful. Oh, it's um, been awesome all week. So hot here, like a bonus bonus week of summer, basically at the totally. beginning of May. Yeah, it looks like it comes to an end after today, though. So, uh, do you have do you have weekend plans, Sean? Uh, yeah, a friend of mine is in town. He's moving back to uh, the East Coast, so he's in town for the weekend. So I kind of dedicated it as his weekend. I was like, whatever you want to do, let's do it. Nice. Um, this is the friend he's moving from Vancouver to New Brunswick, isn't he? Yeah, but Just, he spent most of his time in Calgary. So yeah. he's here, like, spending a good week here. That's about as far as one could drive. Totally. Is, he, is he driving the whole thing? Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a drive. So, yeah, we the might drop country. by Beer Fest tomorrow. Uh, Going to have a little going away party for him. Uh, may even go snowboarding. I'm not sure. Wow. We'll see. Yeah, what about you? Very nice. Um, Bo's playing Little League this year. Yeah. And I'm one of the coaches on the team. And so it's a big weekend of baseball. He's got a game tonight, practice tomorrow, team picture. So we'll be doing baseball. He had his first game on Wednesday night. And? And this is the first year where the players pitch. Right. So, you know, players will pitch as long as they can. And then if they run out of arms or get in trouble, then a coach will come in and do coach pitch. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's a, it's, a, it's a struggle to find the plate right now for most kids. It is the first game of the season, right? Of course, yeah. Um, so not a ton of balls in play. Um, I hope we can get more pitches in the strike zone, more, more bats on balls, I'm keep sure the kids' will. interest up out in the field and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was really, it was, it was lots of fun. Bo got to pitch. And oh, that's awesome. I didn't think he was going to get to pitch, but the coach put him in. Uh, and he did pretty good. He was, he was trying to throw gas. So he was throwing some nice pitches. He was throwing some in the dirt. But he did really good for his first outing. He said he was nervous. And I mean, to get over those of course. nerves of having everyone watching you yep. for the first time, he's never had that before. So, no. uh, yeah, we'll continue working with him. and. That's so fun. I just hope he really enjoys it. I hope he has fun this season. So Heck yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It was really funny because at that age, like, they don't even really know how baseball works. Right. So, like, Bo was on first base, and he had two throws come his way, and he caught them, but he wasn't standing on the bag because he right. didn't know you need to first go to the bag. It's, there's so, a lot to think of and remember. Like, even me, I never played baseball growing up, and so when I first started playing slow pitch, I had to learn all of that, and mm-hmm. it's... It's tough to know. It's a simple game, but a complex game too, isn't it? Well, especially because you have to make so many decisions on the fly. Like, are you going to throw the ball to first or second? Or, you know, is this person stealing? Or, yeah, it's there's a lot. Yep. And then after he caught the ball at first, we're like, oh, he was safe. You didn't have your foot on the bag. And then he just stood there with the ball. He said, what do I do with this now? (laughs) (laughs) We're like, you throw it back to the pitcher. So it's it's at that level. But it'll be fun. And just even spending time together, you know, helping coach. It'll be great. Uh, On today's show... We're going to hear from our friend Michael Garnett, who runs that charity Help from Canada that brings Ukrainian refugees over here. We, you may remember we spoke to him back in the fall, so he's got an update for how things are going uh, and a plea for donations once again. Uh, Sean has been kind of awkward at these rental showings that she's going to. She'll explain. Mm-hmm. We're going to make picking up dog poop sexy because that definitely needs it. We'll talk about some of the election signs that are out and what I just know is going to happen eventually. Shauna's wiener rate in business. Uh, we'll see if An that's going that. yeah. get off the ground. Uh, the goat of ways to drink faster. 
Standing in line to get into a bar, something we both noticed doing that just recently. And another business idea that we had right after your Out of Context clip of the show. I pass, because most kids are average. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Are you familiar with the chain of daycares called Bright Path? They're no. All, they're all over Calgary. They're often on like corners and neighborhoods and stuff. They're across Alberta. They're in BC. They're in Ontario. They call themselves Canada's best daycare. And from what I gather, they are pretty good daycares. Like okay. Their, their tagline is the best start in life. Like, oh, wow. Okay. They're, they're the type of place that you send your kid. If you don't just want them to be supervised, you want them to have like a leg up. Yeah. You know, like to have an advantage because they went to one of these, these good daycares. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. A listener once told me how much he spent to send his two kids there. And I was, uh, I was very surprised. Oh, wow. Okay. But not everybody can afford that. No. You know, a really fancy daycare isn't in the cards for everyone. Absolutely so not. I had this idea. Okay. Uh, for a sort of discount bright path hmm. uh, where we can't promise the structure and educational experience of a bright path daycare, but we'll watch your kid. And it's okay because your kid is average. Uh, yeah. They're not one of these gifted kids. Not every kid is gifted. It's true. And I figured we would call this chain of daycares I eat path. I eat path. Okay. For kids who are just I. Mm. Let's be real. Your kid is not going to be a senator. And that's I. At Eight Path Daycares, we promise your kid will be here when you come to pick them up. Our staff have mostly clean criminal records. The odd misdemeanor here or there, maybe some brief time served, but nothing really serious. To save you money, our snacks come from the 10 for $10 bin at Superstore. We'll drive some food into them, but the nutrition part is up to you. And we buy recalled toys at a stiff discount to keep our costs low. You'll only hear from us if something really bad happens. We have a strict do not disturb policy. But don't worry. Eight Path averages, averages fewer than five fights per day. In fact, Eight Path grads have a less than 25% chance of doing time in a federal corrections institution. Although, we can't say the same about our staff. Eight Path. For kids who are just eight. Also, you'll probably want to throw your kid in the bath when you get home. Eight Path. Because most kids are average. I went to a drinking establishment last Saturday. Uh, it was after the Leafs game, and we were just looking for a place to go and have a, a drink. So um, we went to this place. And there was a lineup. So we get out front, and we're waiting in line, and the bouncer says, I'm sorry, we're at capacity. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then I like I looked inside, and I was like, weird. There's, it doesn't look like it's at capacity. Like, there's hardly anybody in there. There were tons of ta- tables available. And I thought about it, and, like, maybe they're short-staffed. You know, sometimes I know they try, and if they only have a certain amount of servers, they didn't want to overwhelm, okay. that kind of thing. So, yeah. like, maybe that's it. They just wanted to say capacity, so that's fine. And then eventually, uh, the guy goes, oh, okay, we actually just had this reservation canceled, so you can come in now. I, like, looked at and nobody left you know how normally when you're in a line and it's at capacity, they're counting and yep. they're letting people out. They're like, okay, three more can go. Yep. Nobody left. They just then let us in. Mm. And so then we go and we sit down and we look around. I'm like, it is not. Like, there's hardly anybody <laughs> in here. So I was like, this is, this is bizarre. So that was fine. And then a friend came a few minutes later. Same thing. He's waiting in line, he says. And I'm looking around again. I'm like, there's... There's only plenty of room lots of room so he finally comes in he said oh yeah they said like this rezo cancel or something they let us in I'm like what in the hell is going on he was like oh yeah they're just trying to get a line up out front okay I want Shona this happened to us a few weeks back mm-hmm. I wonder if this is the same place is. that you were at yeah. um 
and I was not happy. Like I don't let I I years ago I swore off ever waiting in line for somewhere just to go in and spend more money. Yeah. You know, there's very few things that I will line up for. Yes. And a bar is not one of them. No place is cool enough that I need to stand in line for a half hour to get into. I'll just go somewhere else. And this is just it. And luckily, like, we were the front of the line. There was only, I think, one or two people in front. Yeah. And my friends wanted to go. And I was like, that's fine. Like, I'll wait for these couple people. Same here. The girls we were with wanted to go into this bar. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, I'll stand here for a bit. And we're close mm-hmm. to the front of the line. And then we get in there, and there's there's nobody in there. Like, yeah. the bartenders are standing around. Yep. There was, like, a dozen other people in there. And I was like, you were just using us yes. as props to build hype for this place so i'll never go back there i I was like you you have people who are standing in line with money in hand waiting to pay you for your product and you won't let them in because you want to look cool and it sucks because it works because i have said that to friends are single and are like where should we go and i'm like well this place always has a line like it always looks like it's hopping you should go there so it works right because people do you see it and you're like oh there's got to be it's crazy in there there's a lineup already like yeah uh, and then we got in and it was a letdown yeah was, and as we were leaving, people in line were like, how is it? And there, I was like, meh, yeah. whatever. You know? yeah, there's there's hardly anybody in there. I don't know why you're standing outside. <laughs> I wouldn't wait. Strange. I wouldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just too old for that, Shauna. It's just a little greasy. And yeah. I, I know it probably happens a lot. I just never had really realized. And then I was like, oh my God, they are. They're just yeah. making a line to try and you're get you prop. in there. You're hot. It's so hot in there. <laughs> There's such a good hot commodity. We have to so wait in line. So hot. Disrespect. Look at all the people. <laughs> I felt disrespected. I was mad when I left. Greasy. Won't go back. No. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This is appropriate heading into a nice weekend. I don't know why I was thinking about this yesterday, but when we were quite a bit younger back in my heavier partying days Mm -hmm. a friend of mine showed up to a party with this contraption he had built and he's a really smart dude he's quite mechanically inclined and he had put together a bunch of different pipes and valves to make a system to funnel three beers at once okay that's ridiculous it was ridiculous it was why would you who can ever it was a contraption where you'd pour three beers and three. It looked like a Willy Wonka machine, like a Doctor Seuss machine, right? And he, yeah, just and then he'd, you. he'd open several valves. Did it would make all that come. Noise? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he called it the EBD, which stood for the early bedtime device. You don't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I certainly don't mean to encourage binge drinking here. No. But in your opinion, Shauna, I mean, since the dawn of alcohol, yeah, humans have been trying to find a way to get it in you faster. Uh. What is the goat of methods to get it in you faster? There's a few different ways, right? Well, there's, there's lots. There's like lots of different ways. The keg stand. Mm, I didn't consider the keg stand. The shotgun. Shotgun is a classic. Yeah. The the, the funnel. I mean, straight shot, right? Like, straight shot. Yeah. I know you're a big fan of the ski shot. The shot ski. You love yeah. it. Yeah, the shot ski. There yeah. you go. You mm. love a shot ski, don't you? Well, when we're on ski vacations, of course, you got to do the shot ski. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my that, that's my favorite method. Would it be the goat? I don't know, but have you ever seen one of those beer sticks? It's like a big syringe that like the, you draw the beer into, uh-huh. and then you just like dunk. You can, you can just like you can make that beer no, disappear but that's so insane. fast. There's the beer holder helmet thing, you know, the where you have the, the foam dome. Yeah, that's foam a, dome. That's a classic as well. At this same party, another one of my friends showed up with this device he had built. He took a what? Oh my God. <laughs> Your friend. I think like what are they doing guys, with their lives now? Two of these Please guys went on to be engineers, I think. Okay, yeah. and uh, did they? Or? Uh, oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, good, but good, they, yeah. Um, he took the, a Crown Royal bottle. So picture a Crown Royal 2.6, yeah. the stubby, right? And he taped 
pop bottles to either side of it. So if you're looking at the bottle head on with hockey tape, either side had a 591 milliliter bottle of pop. And he could unscrew the cap from the the whiskey and one of the pops and then pour a drink Uh, all at once. Wow. And the drinks would start stronger. And then as the night went on, they would kind of taper off, which was good for him. Mm. Um, Phenomenal. Just to save time, not having to uh, pour two different drinks. So two different... I mean, I think the the butt chug might be the winner, right? Like as the goat. I mean, not the goat. That well, are we talking the fastest? Because that's probably the way to do it the fastest. I've never known anybody to actually butt chug. I haven't though. either. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, I've heard a lot about the butt chug though. So I'm, maybe f- that's just an urban myth. A couple guys I know used to take trips to Vegas every year, and they had this. And they'd butt this, chug. No, they had oh, this okay. joke they called the Vegas eye chug. Oh so my So they would take God. a big bottle of vodka and like put it up against their eye. <laughs> And then keep their eye open Dear while they. God. <laughs> One of my friends is an optometrist. I told him this. He's like, "That's just a terrible idea. That's just- <laughs> Don't do that." Yeah, had some real smart friends, didn't you? Oh yeah, some of yes. them were. Some of them were too smart for their, real. for their own good. Okay, mm, so the goat would be. I don't know. Maybe the shotgun. Yeah, or it's just a classic. straight shot. That's the old-fashioned yeah, way, right? Probably just a straight just a shot. shot. I don't want to liquor. sip this. No. I just want to drive just it home. Just drive it right in here, as you said. You know, like I said, we don't encourage binge drinking. Although, you know what? Maybe maybe you're not binge drinking. Maybe you're... Just uh, butt-chugging for fun. Maybe you're funneling one beer and then going home. Yeah, just maybe. putting one in your butt, and then you're like, I'm good. I'm good just, for the night. I'm just going to butt-chug yeah, one, just, and then I'm driving. I'm going to go to the so. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. So my boyfriend Cliff heard us talking about the Instagram message that I got. Um, yeah, fill anyone in who wasn't listening yesterday when you talked about so that. So I got this message from a guy, and he said, hey, can I ask you something wildly inappropriate? And I was like, oh. And he was like, can you rate something for me? That something is exactly what you think it is. Yeah, it was his pinochle. So I, I called him on it. And I said, look, I, I'm not going to rate your pork sausage for you. But then he wrote, responded, okay, that's cool. And that was kind of it. And it was a very nice uh, discussion. So after the show, my boyfriend hears us talking about this. And he was like, did that actually happen? I'm like, oh, yeah. And he was just <laughs> like, oh. He goes, you know, I actually respect that guy's approach. And I said, this yeah. is what we were saying. He, as far as like dink pics go it was he was a gentleman about it wasn't he did he? not so. send me an unsolicited photo he asked very nicely yeah. and i uh, respectfully declined at the time and then he said okay cool and that was that was just really it you know not no hard feelings it's a real mature interaction though. i honestly thought so uh, i also though in the meantime i asked my boyfriend i said like would you be cool if i actually did rate wieners because we talked about that as well i said maybe i should have asked for money like yeah because he said it would make his life he if said he it would make his, his life so you probably could have got, like you said, 50 bucks out of the guy. Yeah, you said 20, life. and I was like, well, maybe not 20, but 50. Like, yeah. And then maybe I could do that as a bit of a side hustle, you, you know? Start taking a start in a little side business here. That's what I was sure? thinking. And my boy, like Cliff said, he'd be okay with that. He said if I asked for 50, he'd be cool if I started raiding people's pinochles. So I'm, I might get into that. So we'll I was thinking think of a like, clever name for your business. We really will. Uh, but also I was thinking, I was like, if I make a decent amount of money. Do I have to claim that on my taxes? <laughs> yeah, I rate schlongers on the side. This 10 grand is just a, that's my retirement plan actually. For <laughs> You know, like when you're filling out any document and there's a drop down menu that asks what you do. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be on there, is it? Snake Raider? Is other, that on here? Like <laughs> Other, other. Yeah. Show me your gitch I, goblin and I'll give you a decent rating. I have a suggestion for your business, Shauna. Yes. Because... I think like if you were, if someone were to pay for this service, mm-hmm. pay to, for you to rate their glockenspiel. Yeah. Um, 
just to get a rating back wouldn't be that interesting. Okay. You know, like to hear uh, you got a seven out of 10 wiener. To, that, no. That wouldn't. So whenever you're talking about a review, whether it be a performance review or like little kid report cards or even like business reviews online, it's the comments. Yes. It's the commentary that people are interested in. I was actually going to mention, I, I thought of a different, yeah, a more, I would give you a report card. Yeah. Yes. The things that, well, I mean, the things that you admire. Yes. About. Things this that need improvement. Pierre Maguire. Yes, I don't know exactly. if you could say things that need improvement because there's not much someone can do. Uh, I think the landscaping. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, or the way the photo is yeah, taken. Yeah, obviously I wouldn't be like, Kate, hey, no, this is not. Can you Too grow small. that a bit bigger, please? Because <laughs> yeah. That's how you ruin a man. You're going to water that, yeah. all right? And we're going to see how it grows. <laughs> Get eight to 12 oh, hours God. of direct sunlight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I could... <laughs> No. Okay. Yeah. But I no, agree but if with you. you have a report card. Even if you can have some flowery language and, yeah. you know, use the old compliment sandwich maybe for, <laughs> for the guy's long plum. Yeah. Is your, is your raunchy report for your, yeah. your trousers. Yeah. Oh, my well, God. Well, best of luck to you, Sean. It's tough out there. Everyone's <laughs> hustling these yeah, days. Yeah, honestly. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We got a few messages from friends of the show with potential names for your... Um, my business. Your, your picture rating business, Shauna? Yeah, Grant says the Gator Raider. I like which, that. Uh, that's really good. Yep. The Budgie Judge. <laughs> I also love that. The Budgie the Judge budgie. is great. Uh, and then he said, do you have a Barrier Terry? That's another one, which <laughs> amazing. All uh-huh. those are fantastic. Uh, Jimmy Hates World also had a couple uh, good options. Yep. Shauna's Sausage Survey. <laughs> You're a surveyor of fine survey- sausages. <laughs> Sausage severe, uh, or Jefferson's Johnson judgments. These Both, are all tremendous. These are great. Great names. All of these are great. Yeah, I don't even know if I can pick a favorite right now. I think you're onto something here, Shauna. I think you could have a nice little side income coming in. I honestly think I'm going to give it a go. You can even put Cliff to work. That's what I said. <laughs> no one has to know that it's you on the other end. Well, because I it's asked Cliff. him. Yeah, right. I asked him permission, and I totally could. I could. Yeah, you could enlist other people. We paid for ladies, not I'll Corey and Trevor and Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull out report cards, though. Like like we said, yeah, I'll get like a nice little, uh, you know, my own official stamp on it, too. Yeah. I can even mail it out to them if they want it. <laughs> Would you like a hard copy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could frame this. Yeah. Well, if this business takes off, you're going to need like an office in your place and you're going to need... <laughs> filing taxes uh, a yep. back room the back room where I rate the wieners yeah and that's the great thing about Shane Holmes and their affordable customization right if you need an office if you're like this floor plan is great but I kind of need an office because I got this great business going where I rate dick pics yeah they could probably make that happen for you they totally could um, Shane Holmes also they're going to be uh, this Sunday in the neighborhood of Midtown in Airdrie um, part of the Parade of Show Homes, there's the almost Mother's Day market going on. So if you want to knock off some of your Mother's Day shopping, take mom out, get some ice cream, explore the neighborhood, get a feel for it, you can do that. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. We were talking about uh, election signs yesterday, how they've started popping up all over Calgary. Oh, yeah. The past few days. I want to get out in front of this, Shauna, because it happens every election. It happens okay. every year there's an election. And this is maybe especially for our younger listeners who are maybe just starting to pay attention to politics, maybe voting for the first time this year. And if you need any resources on that, uh, justvotedammit.com is our campaign that we do every election. We encourage you to vote. Doesn't matter for who. Nope. Just as long as you do get engaged and vote. Just vote, damn it. But here's what's going to happen, okay? At some point over the next few weeks, a candidate is going to have their campaign signs vandalized. Yes. 
either destroyed or defaced in some way. There are going to be like 100,000 campaign signs out across the province before this is done. And probably probability tells us that at least a few of those are going to be vandalized. Yeah. And then that candidate and that party will accuse their political opponents of being the vandals. And all their support, or they'll, they'll maybe not outright accuse them, but they will. There will be a, an implication, and then all their supporters will say, "Yeah, that's typical of those guys, right? Typical of those supporters." And everyone will just have a big old confirmation bias jamboree. This happens every election, like clockwork. Yeah, which is really dumb. Well, the thing is, it might have nothing to do with politics at all. I think it's just crap hawks that are just going around and vandalizing things what i think i think you're right i knew some dudes growing up and uh they stole a bunch of election signs one year because the candidate shared a name Mm. with one of the guy's girlfriends and they thought it was funny so yeah all these signs they they went and collected all these signs and dumped them on her lawn and i guarantee there would have been people at the time who were like "Ah, it was their opponents they were the ones who they're 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 sabotaging our campaign i mean i have to be honest i personally when you see those signs perfectly lined up Along a road sometimes. <laughs> I do dream sometimes of just mowing them all down. A truck you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> one, yeah, just just it, it's been it's been so yes, it's it's it, just kids. I think if every build, time. I mean, maybe there's a possibility it's their opponents, but that doesn't even really make sense as a tactic no. because then you know the news covers it and that candidate gets more time in the spotlight. You know they get to share their message. It raises their profile, right? Yep. So. If you build a hundred thousand walls, some of those walls are going to get graffitied. It's yes. just, it's just what happens, right? So, um, what I'm hoping here is when this inevitably happens, when someone's signs get vandalized, and then it's used as ammunition against their political opponents, maybe we can remember this conversation. Sometimes I think it's the person who signed it is alone just false to get flag, it. yeah, false flag, right? They just it's possible just spray painting their own like a wiener on their own signs just to get the get the media talking about them just to get that profile up a little. To me, it's as likely mm-hmm. as the as their opponents doing it. You're yeah. like, man, I'm having a hard time getting any traction with my messaging and in the media. What if I vandalize just my own sign? Paint a peen on your own sign and there you go. <laughs> what if okay? I wiener mouth myself? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I've been looking around for a new place to live, a new place to rent, and uh, one of the cool new features in a lot of these newer buildings is that there's a dog run. So all the residents that have dogs, you can let your dog run free on the roof or wherever it might be in the building. So you don't have to always go to the park. And if you don't have a ton of time, you can just go to this dog That'd run. That'd be a big feature, wouldn't it? Huge for young feature. People? Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that when you look into any of the complaints about these buildings, it's also the dog run. Because apparently a lot of people don't pick up after their dogs and they just let the dog run get overrun with poop. Oh, man. That's so inconsiderate. And it's funny because I'm on like some Facebook communities and stuff around the Beltline and downtown as well. And uh, a lot of the huge issues, a ton of the comments are about people and how no one's picking up their dog poop and how gross it is. A friend of the show. All of crap. She posted this photo on Instagram yesterday of her dog at the dog park. Just covered in other dogs poop no and she was like anyone want to come pick this dog up like how do you how do you get the dog home then oh god do you put it in your car 
covered in poop? Man, you know, as dogs become more and more a part of our families, we need to really focus in on the picking up of poop. Okay, yeah. can we just make sure that that's a thing? Because no one wants to be walking around and crap everywhere you go. Or we're gonna have to crack down on it, aren't we? We're we gonna are. start giving giving the chair to people who don't. Seriously, who don't pick up their- well, I was saying, I was like, we need to almost have harsher laws about it or something. Yeah, right? it becomes uh, a big enough problem. The the other thing I thought of is maybe you and I could help. Because we're good at uh, okay. this kind of thing. Maybe yeah. we could, could we make poop picking up sexy? <laughs> this is a stretch. This is a real bad this one. A... But yeah, we can sure try, Sean. We can uh, try to make go. picking up dog poop. We can do this. I believe in us. Sexy. Ooh, it's so warm and moist. You can almost feel the heat radiating from it. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be really bad. I'm just telling you. I'm so good at picking up. Oh, I'll show you. You can use some latex protection if you're worried. Ooh. Ooh. Don't forget, though, to dispose of that protection when you're done. Mm. This one's huge. It almost doesn't fit in the bag. <laughs> Mine's kind of similar, but that's a big one. And for such a small boy. <laughs> let me give it a little scoop. Oh, I'll grab it for you. <laughs> Pick up your dog's crap. Pick up the crap. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So I'm I'm trying to find a place to rent right now because yeah. I sold my condo. I'm out of there in a couple of weeks. I don't know where I'm going yet, but that's fine. I'll get there. Uh, but I'm, as I'm going through this rental process, I realize that I'm extremely awkward when it comes to viewing a place. Like, I think it's a lot less awkward when there's at least two of you. Like, if you and a partner are walking through, because then you're kind of looking around. But when it's just one person, it's a bit weird. Because it's just you and the person showing the place? Just me and the person who, a lot of the times, owns the place. So it's kind of their love child. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's a place that they take a lot of pride and joy in. And you're essentially there just going, like, sizing it up. Yeah. Oh, that like is this. awkward. Mm. And you kind of have to say something, don't yes. you? Because if you didn't say anything, that'd be kind of a crazy thing to do, wouldn't totally. it? Totally. If you just looked at each room and were like, mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I try and make some small talk here, there, try and make the odd joke, but like it, it's so weird because this person's just kind of standing there and you're looking at their place and they're looking at you and it's like, what do I say? What do I do here? It's super awkward. Like the last one I went to, I, I looked in the living room and I was like, oh, I wonder if my like, couch would fit in here. And I was just trying to say, because that's what I, I was thinking in my brain. And then I'm like, well, that's presumptuous. That's immediately thinking that he even wants to give me the place. Right. So even saying that a lot, I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. You're in a tough spot. It's weird. Yeah, you are in a tough spot. It's just a tough... I, I don't even know what a landlord really looks like. Like, obviously, your references, they want to make sure that you, you work or whatever and you have the money, right? But outside of that, personality-wise, like, what are you looking for? What do you... They can get a pretty good feel for a person. I suppose so. For me, it's only awkward. Every you show time up it, on time? Are you clean? Straight you? awkward. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I talk to them, I'm like, oh, that was another failure, Shauna. Like, I need a I need a coach. I need a rental coach. What could you say? Yeah. I mean, you could just talk to them about the market and stuff. Yeah. Know, as you make your mental, as you do your mental inventory, right? The one that went the best, um, and I did get offered this place, but I just realized it. I didn't. It's a little higher than what I wanted to to spend. Uh, but for those people, I complimented the place quite a bit. I remembered. Yeah. I went back and I was like, yeah, flattery just, works. It's a beautiful place, and like blah blah blah. Yeah. So we kind of got 
small chatting. Maybe that's the way to do it. This last one, not so good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. My couch going to fit. My dirty ass going to sit in this or... Yeah, better than staying silent, I think. I that, guess That so. would scare me. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Back in September, we had a guest on the show, you might remember, uh, Michael Garnett, who runs the charity, the calorie-based charity, Help from Canada, along with his wife, Rebecca Ryder, where they rescue Ukrainian refugees. They fly them here. They get them set up. Uh, and when Michael was on last time, he, the, the response from our audience was just phenomenal. It was insane. Um, Michael, how many people have you, have you brought over now? Uh, as of today, 286 people we've flown, uh, organized through our charity and through our volunteers. That includes 281 in 2022. And we've just started up again and we've brought over, uh, five, I think, five or six people um, this year. Well, you have a new deal going right now, right? Because I'll let you explain. You'll do a better job than I will. So. Absolutely. So our biggest thing is just efficiency. We're 100% volunteer run. Um, I donate to the charity. My wife donates to charity. Everyone donates to the charity. And because of that, we want to get the best bang for our buck and the best value. Uh, we don't like paying full price for airline tickets. We've only done it a few times, uh, regrettably. Uh, we now have that deal. Um, we're able to get airline tickets for an incredible $200 approximately in costs uh, through another charity called forukraine.ca. Uh, they've been an incredible partner for us, but um, that's where we're at right now. We're restarting up. Uh, we've, there's a ton of demand and uh, we're really excited about uh, getting rolling. So how does this work? What do you want from us? What can we do to help out here? <laughs> so the last time I was on the show here, um, people were uh, applying daily. We were moving sometimes up to 10, 15 people a day and we needed cash to get these people going. Your audience came through incredibly. I think I went home after the piece aired. Uh, I think we got like $7,000 or something from wow. just X92.9 listeners in about three minute piece. You were texting me and it you was, were just like, it was insane. 2,500, four grand. It, it was insane. Grand. It was that insane. Was like, it was absolutely insane. It was the best day we had as far as fundraising went. Um, right now, because of this deal we have, we're getting five bookings a month uh, from For Ukraine and approximately three people per booking uh, with a family. And because of that, $200 a piece, $600 a booking, five bookings, quick math. We're, we're going through about $3,000 a month. And that money goes 100% to those tickets. All the other expenses are covered by us and everything is tax deductible on our website, helpfromcanada.org. So long story short, 200 bucks is about the cost of bringing someone out of danger in Ukraine to Canada. It's incredible. And we are telling those stories on our website, on our social media. Um, it's a personal experience. We've brought these people to Calgary. We've had corporate uh, donors donate welcome baskets to us. We're going and visiting and checking up with them after they've been here, um, helping them get jobs. I've got a couple people jobs. It's a real personal experience. Um, these are people that they want to resettle in Canada. They've chosen Alberta. They want to be here. And, um, you know, they're here to contribute, work hard and be a part of this community. And our goal is not to end the war. We're not getting involved in anything like that. Um, we're just seeing and there's such a demand of these people who have done nothing wrong themselves. Their whole world literally gets blown up and they end up in a shelter in Europe and they see Canada as a place to come. And you're right for 200 bucks. Uh, whether it's, you know, you donate one time or it's a, you know, you can sign up for a monthly uh, contribution on our website. Um, 
you know, we're looking for $3,000 a month. We're not looking to be the Red Cross here. Uh, this is a very small personal um, charity just run by uh, my wife, Rebecca, and I. And you, you told us a story about a mother that you uh, helped, which was a crazy story. If, yeah, there was a day in the fall where uh, Ukraine got hit by airstrikes very hard for the first time in months. And we were contacted by uh, a young mother here in Calgary. And she said to us on a Monday afternoon, my two children, I left them with my grandma just outside Kiev and I can't get in contact with them right now. Um, She had come over to see if she could settle, get an apartment, get a job, make a life before having her, sending her children, going back for them. But the airstrikes were literally happening in her town and she couldn't get in contact with her children. And we had her on a flight that evening. And then through our partner now for Ukraine, we were able to in really, really short um, time frame, get them transatlantic tickets back over to Canada. And we did this in about five days for, you know, under about $900, everything all in. How old were her kids? Uh, they're, I, I don't know, say about three and wow. five years old. And, and since then, uh, you know, they're happy and healthy living in, you know, South Calgary down by Spruce Meadows and, and, you know, just happy not to be waking up to bombs and no kidding. air raid oh. sirens. So, so we're 15 months since the war began, and while it may not be as present in the minds of people in the West, it's still there are still very much people who need help over Absolutely. there. Absolutely, and and you know, like I said, we're not operating on a massive scale here. This is it's we're talking about 200 bucks, and especially, I mean, your listeners, I cannot thank you enough for getting us through the fall when when we were really really in a tough time. They really stepped up, and you know, if you're listening now and you listen and you donate in the fall we'd love to have that contribution again. I'll reach out to you personally and and thank you for it. I do with every single donor. So it's going to change not just a person's life. It'll change a family's life, a child's life, and definitely multi-generationally. Where's the best place to donate, Michael? Our website, helpfromcanada.org. We are taking, uh, you know, tax deductible cash donations. We've, we're also able to accept Aeroplan points now. And if your company, if you work and you have Benevity through your company for corporate donation matching, we are also accepting donations now through Benevity. So that's helpfromcanada.org org and you can get all the information there you've been listening to the beckler and shauna podcast brought to you by shane holmes offering affordable customization on your new home you want more then tune in to x mornings with beckler and shauna live on calgary's alternative x 92.9 monday through friday 6 to 10 a.m mountain time at x 92.9.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have beckler and shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use later This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. The plot line of Harry Potter and Star Wars are the exact same. If you think about it, the character arc. So Harry's dad is Lord Vader in a sense, but his dad dies. No, but they're just saying the character arc for like... I would love to see a remake of Star Wars where Luke lives under the stairs for... Until he's a kid, and then he gets a letter to go to Jedi school. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.